This is the Dope Like That podcast. My name is Marvin Harrison. We are back with Dope Like Dads in South Africa for a very special episode. This is part two of my time here. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about the weight of masculinity. And I've got three amazing men with me today. I have Sviso, Pule and Kaya. So the weight of masculinity. I think the first question that's really important is that, do you actually feel masculine? And when do you feel masculine? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I've, I, that's such, I've never thought about that question. Have you? It just came to my mind now. You know what? You know what? In this world of the information age, Mm -hmm. it's so difficult to say, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. You Mm. must inform yourself. Google it. Do I feel masculine? And they'll tell you all the things you must feel before you can feel masculine. That's that's the beautiful beautiful part of Google. Should Google them now? Yeah. Google one. Do you feel masculine? And when do you feel most masculine? I'll be honest with you. I don't feel... Like I'm a masculine man mm. a lot of the time mm. because of the way that I reason. Mm. And I think being a girl dad has also made things, you know, softer internally. Mm. So I'm not an aggressive person. I I would rather at a robot, if somebody's done something wrong, I'll be the one to be like, you know. So my perception of masculinity, masculinity um, the aggression and you know, that sort of energy, I, I don't I don't have that. Can I contest Sure. Your daughter. If, if, if something is threatening her life, would it be masculine if I say, if I try to be protective? No, don't go there. I don't think it's safe for you. Who's going to be there? No, but that, that could also be protective nurturing. That doesn't necessarily have to be protective toxic. Yeah, it's not masculine. I think think, think the difference is, and it's it's good that you have an idea. What I worry about is that the scope of masculinity that you talk about is very narrow. So it's like, if I'm not competitive and, you know, willing to argue and fight somebody at a robot, then then it's like, I'm not man or I'm not masculine enough. The alpha male. Yeah, and I I don't don't think I'm alpha at all. I'm probably beta at best. But ultimately, I'm trying to transcend all that kind of stuff, to be honest. In, Mm. in In my ultimate goal, of my way of being, I want to transcend all of those things. Mm. Because I think it's unworkable to be defined by language that isn't even one ours, but also like was never had us in mind. Mm. When they talk about masculinity, they weren't thinking about black men. They were they were thinking about white men and what they needed to do. When they were designing marriage, it was based on what white men needed. It was property exchange. It was a value exchange between two families and protecting your assets from outside influences. So your daughter's gonna marry my daughter. My son. Yeah. Whoa. That's also fine as well, though. But like, your son's going to marry my daughter and we're going to keep this wealth in our family, but she can't inherit it. Only he can. So, because it's got to retain my input. Yeah. Mm. So, like, all of those things was manipulated. It was about designing about the retention of wealth. It was nothing to do with like romance, love, je t'aime, j'adore, whatever. Mm. And it wasn't really about us and what we were doing because we never had that position in society. So, mm. when I think about what masculinity is designed around, it's designed heavily in whiteness. And I think it then makes it really unworkable for me to exist in it. Because then I have to aspire to be deep in capitalism, owned enough land that like makes me someone that can be worthy of marriage. That, that is still embedded in the idea of my way of being. By my standing in a room, the amount of automations that are applied to me are out of this world. Mm. I need to transcend those things, you know. Mm. 
like for my happiness. I'm not, this is not even about the world and the ether. Like it's just my happiness. I have to transcend those things. Because if you can narrow me down to being a man, a black man, a black man who's a dad, and then so this means these 15 things must apply to you. Oh, please don't. Does it make me masculine? Because I've had so many instances like this with my wife sometimes you know financially in a very difficult position and she would look up to me and say so what are we going to do now and i would come up with things and i've come up with plans and when it worked out i felt good feeling good is that is that masculinity mm. i don't know or is was it just me trying to look out for my family mm. and the fact that she looked up to me for solutions then that's why I have a diffi- I, I, I find it so difficult to answer the question. Because mm. you need to define masculinity yeah. for yeah. yourself. What, what about you first? What do you have before we define it? Well, I, I think on a, we, we all live on a scale. So there's times when um, I don't have the funds to even answer that question. Yeah. So I look at my girl and I say, yo, um, how are we looking this month? Yeah. At that point, I, I don't feel less of a man because... I know I'm I'm providing even if it's not fair financially. You know what I mean? So I'm 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 trying to the way I look at it is we're humans first. So whether they define you as a man or masculine, like I don't need to feel that it's the world. So the world is telling you as a black man that you need to get out and fight someone, you need to protect, you need to be all, all sorts of things. But once you take that away and what the world expects from you and just be, you realize that those are just labels. You know, those are just labels. And what labels do, they hold you down. Yeah. You know, that like you then stop thinking about like my daughter needs to eat. Now you're thinking this neighbor next door needs to get beat up. You know, he needs to feel my wrath. But you're like, but uh, but buddy, why don't you just cook? You know, just cook and look after your daughter. It doesn't make you less of a man. So I mm. I don't I don't particularly um subscribe to it. And and I think it it Life has kind of forced me to do that because. So, so what what is the weight then? Because I think if we were to reference what's happened with Will Smith, yeah, and also for Chris Rock, because something happened for him too, yeah. Kevin Hart adultery, Jay Z adultery. There's people in South Africa who are presenting to have be some sort of imbalance or unwellness. There's a loads of things happening, and it's coming out in a really violent way. What is happening for us? If it's not masculinity, that's the center of it. What is happening for us? Because I've never seen black women doing these things mm. in this way? Mm. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to think five seconds, but it looks like Pule has an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just, like, <laughs> just to pass the baby. <laughs> I, I, do, I do have some sort of an answer, but you go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, there's something that we cannot, we cannot totally block out, is that the legacy that our parents you know, left us. Yeah. Left mm. us. These ideas of masculinity, Mm. didn't just come now mm. they've been there they are a legacy and they will live on mm. no matter how much you speak mm. against it mm. you'll still you'll still like see it will creep in just mm. like the issue in, in Ukraine you see you saw black people being you know they, they weren't allowed to go across mm. the borders the, the issue is the the, the, the legacy of, of colonization mm. it's still there so mm. like masculinity it's, it, it comes from way back mm. And we're sort of trying to deal with it slowly. Mm. So I don't know how to define it. But, but, but I guess right, so, 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 those, so those things happen to black women also. There are things that happen to in blackness in terms of how the world treats us. 
there are things that happen within blackness that we treat each other in a particular way. But there's also just unique experiences that every intersection of blackness has. If you're a black woman, black queer, black disabled, black male, all of those things have a different experience to them. But there is something about being a black man that is driving us to unhealthy spaces. When I think about DMX, Shop G, Black Rob, it's like drug addiction, liver problems, unknown what happened to Shop G. Mm. And then you look at like what's happening with, with Will Smith to stand up on stage and slap another grown man on, on stage based on words. Something's happening. Even at the highest level of men, mm. something is happening. Like Chris Rock has recently been divorced. He's been diagnosed to be on the spectrum. And you know he's going through things. And then you look at um, uh, Jay-Z clearly and has, has confessed committing adultery with the most beautiful woman in the world. Most beautiful and powerful, highly talented black woman I've ever known to be seen. He's cheating on her. What is happening for us? Something isn't working. I, I think, I can't speak for the infidelity, but... Hey. <laughs> I tried to let it go and I couldn't. I, I, I had paused. It. Look, I, I had it together. You let you come. You I lowered low the group average. I lowered the group. I'm so sorry. I don't know who I'm looking to. I don't know who I'm oh, looking to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see the infidelity. Hey. Whoa. Pause. Cut that one out. <laughs> but I think, you know, black men. Uh, from my perspective, the only race where there's definitely a demand, and I'll, I'll, I'll justify my statement. You go onto Twitter, Instagram, wherever, there's always a indoda must. Yeah. So in other words, a man must, mm. right? And I've asked myself this question because maybe I don't engage enough with other races. Mm. Maybe I'm just maybe narrow-minded. Mm. But I've never heard a white woman say, a man must mm. one, two, and three. Word. She loves you because, oh, he's so fun. He's a surfer. Or, oh, he's such a great person. <laughs> oh, you know, mm. he's a wonderful guy. Mm. And we'll figure out the rest later. But for a black man, it's like, you must drive. You must have a place of your own. It can't be that apartment in Midrand that doesn't have furniture. Mm. You know. Why is everyone after Midrand, you know? It's a, it's a thing. It's a long journey. <laughs> But, but it's, it's the, like, there's a whole demand that's on us. And the moment you can't reach that level, it's like you are nothing. Is, is that a race or is that race and class intersect? Is that because there's more black people in a race environment? So if you think about black, and, uh, black men and women being at a lower, lower income level and they need things, you want things to, to be able to even consider the idea of dating. Like that's, and this is what I said is that all of relationships and marriage was created when someone who had something was marrying another family and a daughter who had yeah. something. Yeah. And so it was like, you need those things to survive. And so we're, we're getting together at this low income rate where it's just like love and romance. But the trauma of being good. poor yeah. is way too powerful for love. Love gets broken down by like, you didn't pay the bill. Exactly. Now I can't stand you. Yeah. Like the car's broken down. We yeah. can't fix it. Our kids need education and yeah. you know, there's no food today. And now later on tonight, you're going to want yeah. things, do, you know? Yeah. But do you, do you want a broke woman? Or would you date a broke woman? It's possible for me. It's possible for me to date someone and not have to consider their financial state status. I, and I, I have had a preference of 
and something I've considered, like I've always been the, the main breadwinner, what it would be like to be equal or to actually earn less than the woman in my life. Mm. Me personally, I don't think I'd have an ego about it. I'd be, I'd be more than welcoming for you to earn more. But I think also that comes at a cost. And what's interesting is very subtle things that happen and power dynamics that happen. So if it's like, who's going to look after the children? It will always be like, if I'm free, I just do it. But if it comes down to we're both committed, whose commitment has a greater value to the family? Mm. That becomes like a really toxic way of like dividing Mm. the time. And then obviously in that, in that scenario, I'll always be the one that's cool to go because my opportunities are bigger or my, the mm. money I'm making is better. Mm. And after a couple of years, I had to stop doing it and just be like, just dictate time. I cannot go on the news today because I can't. Mm. Not because like, oh, but like these, if you just like, you cancel your thing and then I'll do that thing because that's going to make us more money. That it never comes. And so it became a really toxic way of managing things. So when you speak about like, you know, how, how men are, are portrayed or, or what's happening in relationships is because we need things and none of us have it. So the only way to do it is to like meet somebody who has something or on their way to having something. And it is ultimately because our, our ability to make more is, is more advanced, it becomes our burden. Mm. I don't think it's right. I just think it's just like connected. That's, that's, and that's a fact. Do, mm. do, you, do you not think a part of the reason, so go back to the surfer example. Um, they don't need anything extra from Billy. Let's call him Billy the Surfer. Mm. Because she sees him, you know, because she she sees he's like, oh, this is this is a this is a nice guy. Mm. I don't I think for a, to a large degree, the world doesn't see us. The world expects mm. us to be. And the world doesn't allow us to express ourselves and actually go into and find ourselves. You know, I'll give you an example of how. Culturally, we get told girls are a bad idea. Stay away from girls. Stay away from girls. Stay away from girls. Throughout primary school, high school, university, when you're done with your, they say, where's the wife? And I'm like, okay, but... Where are my grandkids? At at what point did you teach me the skills Mm. of dating? You know, like, you you assume I'm going to acquire the skills somehow. Mm. So, So now... You are saying I must be a provider purely based on the fact that I'm a man. But how? Like, when have you equipped me with that? So the world looks at us and demands, as with the, they demand so much, but we, we at no point are, are, are being seen as, okay, Sfiso, you lack in empathy. This is what empathy is. Mm-hmm. This is how, you know what I mean? Women, and, and I suppose black women, they, they get the brunt of the the capitalisms you know every everything that happens to black women is is probably amplified but they've got a lot of understanding as to who who they are so they they don't get into situations where we find ourselves in why why do you think that is though i think it's just it's it's the it's it's a remnants of a couple of things Mm. you know um if you look at us uh when they enslaved us we were tools so you don't look at your tool and say, wow, tool, how are you feeling? Mm. So if, if you look at a black man as a tool, what, what is going to stop the next generation from looking at him? Not, mm. not the, the only thing that's going to change that is dope black dad, mm. you know? And, 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 and that's why the platform is so important. And that's why the, 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 the group feels like a little weight off the heavy burden of being a, a guy. You can mm. just come in and say, yo, I didn't get the job. 
Mm. Like, uh, I just lost my job. Yo, guys, I don't know how I'm going to make this month. Mm. And then the guys chip in. But it, 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 it gives you five minutes of being seen. Mm. And, and, it, and it, it's the, it gives us the world of weight off our shoulders. Mm. That's, that's how I, I kind I, of I kinda wonder, because I, sometimes I, I significantly always, I, I, I always envy women. When you catch women together collectivizing, it, there's a vibration that's going on. And yeah. You're like, oh, I need this with men. I need this. Mm. I need. I just, oh, I just need this. We, we're not too cool for each other. Yeah. It's just like there's there's a there's a depth of honesty that they go to, yeah. which is probably too uncomfortable for many men who don't know each other well to go to. And I mean, like, even if you, you know each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like they, mm. there's too many barriers. And I think sometimes when I see like black women together, like especially ones that are doing well, they 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 come like drug dealers. They come like yeah. they, they're ordering lobster, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like they got champagne on the table. Well, you get this they're money. just living, and it's like I look at it sometimes, and I'm like, there's a freedom there. Yeah. Yeah. And I speak about this often, like the time when I went to Black Pride, which is like an LGBTQI event, and I went there, and I was like, everybody feels free yeah. mm. in this space. Mm. And I was like, there was something in me that was like, I want this. Mm. I want this level of freedom. I want to wake up, leave my house and feel like I can laugh from my soul. Yeah. Or I can be so deeply honest and it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. And I can just be vulnerable. And I, but I can also call someone a blood clot and I could, you know, I yeah. could be all those sides of myself and they're all accepted. And I feel like as, as men, I think women spend more time being fearful of us mm. than enjoying us. Mm. And with reason, by the way, with yeah. cause and reason, but that's what the relationship is. Mm. You're proving that you are not a threat. Mm. So you spend most of your time in an act. Mm. I am safe. Do not be alarmed. But also, when you do that, you almost pigeon yourself into a corner. You can't express the full complexities of you because your force is brutal. And so there's almost this thing of like, in, in the realm of just in the world, we have to be very mindful mm. of what our energy is, what our presence means, mm. what we say, the jokes we make, mm. what we do, how long we hold in a hug. All of these things have a meaning. And so it's very deeply inherent in a lack of safety and how people feel about our presence. Then amongst men, we haven't got to the realm where we, we can be just like, you know, I did a hugging exercise um, when we did the Dope Black Fraternity in London. And so I asked everyone there, like, do you know that you're supposed to get 12 hugs a day? Yeah, that's the healthy level of your existence. Who's getting 12? No hands. Who's getting 10? No hands. Who's getting eight? No hands. Who's getting six? One hand. Who's getting four? Five hands. Who's getting two? 10 hands. Who's getting like one hug a day? And then two people were getting no hugs every day. There's none from anywhere. And I'm saying that the human contact with us here is that we've got to start breaking those barriers down. We've got, because in essence here, we can't lean into women for our safety, Mm. for our well-being, for our connectedness in the same way. We have to to lean into ourselves Mm. and each other. So it's super, super important that like the weight of masculinity is because we don't have enough spaces to fall into. Mm. That's safe. Mm. They always feel slightly like, like I have to be on. Like I got to sell something, or I got to posture you, or I got to tell you that I could I could fight you, and I'm strong as you are, I'm smart as you are. This is why I don't care for debate in the group. I'm not interested in your views of like speculative ideas on things. It has no value in the conversation yeah, yeah. of what or about us. Yeah. And you and you can take those things everywhere else, but here it means nothing. We don't talk about religion. I don't want to hear your views on sexuality, gender, politics, none of those things, because those are real people's lives. Mm. I'm not interested in your views. I'm interested in your life. Yeah. What's happening for you? Yeah. And every time those people who do that, 
I chuck it back at them. What's happening for you right now? Mm. And then and then they go into something really huge. And you're like, so you spent all that time talking about this and that's going on for you and you haven't said a word about that. Mm. Mm. Because you don't know, people don't know how to get there. Mm. It's, it's what we were speaking about earlier. It's uncomfortable. Mm. If you look at the mirror and you're like, woof, you know, the things I've done, you know, like I, I, I do quite a bit of work with like, um, like gender-based violence. As soon as you say to someone, do you, do you understand what um, um, consent is? You know, if in, in our understanding of consent and how we've kind of did a lot more reading, technically we're all rapists. Mm. Oh, I never. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I but remember that conversation. You, you know what I mean? I'm like, you, ha- you just have to, you just have to look at the facts. Look at what women are saying to you. The people who are going to give you this consent. They, they say, I could be on this bed, but naked and decide, no. And, and they're like, but why are we, there? but you, you, you are, you are missing the fundamental point of this. Mm. And your reaction to this shows that you haven't even given yourself time to think about mm. where you are in it. You know, cause we, we, we don't, we don't get the space to sit and be uncomfortable in who we are. Mm. And how are then, how then do we, we, how are we going to be comfortable in the world and how the world sees us? Cause the world tomorrow morning, they, they expect that money. You know what I mean? Tomorrow morning, they expect you to be that high flying provider, mm. make sure that you, when if someone attacks your house, you are able to protect, you know, but you, you don't know a simple thing like con- mm. consent. Mm. So we, we've got so far to go. And, and I understand the frustrations on, on dope black dads, South Africa, how, how the group is, a, is so divided in, with different people wanting change today because they've done so much work and they get into this space where it's safe and they're like, how are we still debating whether Kaiser Chiefs or Orlando Pirates is like, but we're in a space for dope black, for black men. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's move forward. Let's, let's, you know what I mean? Let's talk about something more. Ah, more man. And, and it, so this is the thing here. Yeah. In the depth of that experience, nobody wants to be the one to keep podding at themselves because the work is tough. Yeah, it's difficult. When we talk about inner work, yeah. it's lifelong. Mm-hmm. And, and when you start, you actually end up doing more. Because the second you start realizing why you do things, mm. how your childhood impacted your present, like oh. all of these things, mm. you can't switch it off. No. So I know when I'm being an asshole in that moment, my vibrations tell me that I'm not being within my values. I can feel it. But to d- also to stop yourself in real time and apologize in real time is a skill. We need to push through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a drug. It's like if you're if you're getting if people are responding to you and they're laughing their head off and they're like, ha, ha, but you know you're being toxic as fuck. You're laughing at vulnerable people and people are laughing at you. It feels good. So you gotta stop yourself in that feeling and be like, you know what? Actually, I'm dishonoring people that aren't here. And I shouldn't talk about people like that in that way. To say that, and then everyone goes really sober, then they have to go back and deal with the things that are in their lives. You're not fun no more. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So there's mm-hmm. some men who won't engage me mm. because I don't create room mm. for that type of nonsense. For yeah. yeah. I, I know. Like, <laughs> but, but understand, yeah. so what's really funny here is that I, I brought my friend here from South Africa, uh, from London, and we, we spent December here. And we had the best time ever. And we kept it high vibrational. Even our low vibrations were high vibrations because it was genuine. It was authentic. And it didn't come at the cost of anybody else. Mm. And I think this is what, when we say what's fun, poking fun at other people who don't have what we have isn't fun. Yeah, it's like, it can be funny, but it's not fun. And it's not honorable to the people that are in your life. So for me, it's like, 
how do I create that 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 understanding of what it is that I'm trying to create that's healthy mm. around me? And then I realized that when those laughters come, they go deeper. Mm. They last longer. Mm. I felt good for like two months when I got home. Mm. Two months, I was on air. I was like, we laughed every day. We would go to a wine farm and just laugh at being. Mm. Also, also, I mean, suppose there's slightly like 300 more days of sun here. It helps. <laughs> yeah. You know, 360 years, you know, if you're being fair, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing t-shirts and shorts every day. Yo, like, man. you know, I'm waking up early and I'm like deciding what to do today. Um, but no, I, I, I think like when we talk about the weight of masculinity, I, I'm really close to like what is not working for us mm. and what we need to do to change it. And I think we can, this, this is what I think Dog Radas can do. Mm. Whatever we decide, is the healthy environment we want to be in. We can create it and protect it. Yeah. And so in essence, like removing blood clots and removing people who don't honor what we're trying to do is a core part of it. If it's just us four mm. and we're dope black dads, but we have the best time, but we still honor people. We don't, you know, dishonor women. We support our community, whatever. That's enough. That's more than enough. Yeah. We'll create the conditions for one more person to be like, I want to join. Yeah. But at this moment where it's like hundreds of people and most of them aren't doing anything. They just want to be able to say they're in the group so they can tell people that I am a dope black dad because I'm in the group. But that was never qualified. Mm-hmm. What does your partner think? Mm-hmm. Does your partner rate you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a painful question to go and ask that question. Yeah. I have to go ask that question because my children rate me highly. I don't mm-hmm. know if she rates me in the same way. Does she see the value in what I bring in the same way? I don't know. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not really had the proper conversation. But my children, that's why that text means so much. Because mm. it's that little bit of validation outside of me to say you're doing a great job. And I think like if we ask our partners, like, are we doing a great job? I don't know what they would say. Because mm. what do they ask for? Mm. And what are you giving? You're giving what do you think they want. Yeah. I, I was saying this to a, to a friend of mine the other day. I think we're not the husbands that um, the women we grew up, or grew up with were proud Mm. You know, and so they're left. Mm, they're left with so much, <laughs> so much disappointment. Ooh, can you say it again? Damn. Yeah. Ah. We're not the husbands <laughs> that that, we, that women were probably. You know, because because yeah. they grew up thinking ah, some of them oh. had like dope fathers, and they're like, mm, I can't wait till I'm 26, and then they meet us. You know, and and we're we're at a at a place in in, in blackness where we were were changing what a black man is. But in changing that, there's going to be so much, so much bad stuff coming because we have to rid ourselves of centuries. So when, when you speak about your ancestors, you, I think about like, okay, my great grandfather, he was such an amazing man, but he had these traits, you know, he was abusive, for instance. I can't just stop that. You know, like I have to do the work to stop because that's, that's in your, that's in your DNA. You know what I mean? We don't want to do that work because that work, as you're saying, it's it's not a, a a summer. You can't come back <laughs> after summer and say, "Woo, yeah, I'm you know, done." You yeah. me, you yeah. know. And, and 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 as soon as someone starts the work and they realize how much work, how much dedication, how how much is needed, it's easier to stop. Yeah. And the, and and, the, and that's what the world says. It's like, oh, just no. Why would you do that? You know, mm. it's not being demanded on you to be a better person. Mm. So let me maybe just get out this relationship. Let me start this one. But you know what it is? The one thing that annoys me is how people simplify the work. Mm. They talk about it in Instagram quotables. It drives me <laughs> up the wall. Yeah. And it's not that. Like, there's nothing worse. Like, there's, like there's, when I went through the first, because I've, do, I've been doing different things for like eight years. The first two years, when you peel off something 
and you're not ready. They're in a session, you're in a therapy session, mm. and you're like, da, 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 and they're like, well, maybe that's connected to how your mum did that thing. Mm. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Just like, just like, oh, oh my God, oh, oh, I can't. Yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe that is why. Maybe yeah. that's the whole reason for everything. Yeah. That feeling, I'm sensitive now for a week that like you can't, you can't prod me with anything. You can't throw me out into the universe like that and then be like, all right, go deal with some other stuff. Go make me some more money or the bills need to be paid. But where have you been? Like, I need to recover from that. And so what I'm saying is, is that like our presence in society even though it's like we're all evolving and men are different now and equals and da 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 da, da everyone defaults to what they thought we were. Yep. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to bedrock influencers. It's all the same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Men must protect and serve and, and provide. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing that on some level, your you value is diminished. Yeah, yeah. In some way, shape, or form. So we end up having to like go on this journey of emotional uh, maturity while maintaining enough of the core of what we're doing to be able to be considered manly enough, to be desirable enough, to be to be cared for enough. It's like, it's, and, and, it, and it all goes down to even the idea that like, for men, if a black woman or a woman isn't loving you, they die earlier. Like when men get cancer and they get like all these different blood illnesses and like, that all comes because nobody said, did you get a checkup? Mm. Did, why, why are you eating that? Didn't the doctor tell you da 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 da? That is, that is love. Only uh, your spouse can talk to you that way mm. and be like, put the cookies down. Yes. I've got a, a, a real life example. <laughs> On the group, they put um, wellness, free wellness screening, medical once a year. Everyone ignored <laughs> the <laughs> shit out of them. Mm. They were like, mm. Mm. What do you mean? What wellness? What, what wellness? If he said free ribs, though, what trying yeah. to do? You know what I mean? Yo! <laughs> if yeah. if yeah. I say at this, at this picnic, at this picnic, yeah. ribs for everyone. Ribs for everyone. They'll be like, yeah. oh, oh, let me move some stuff around. Yeah, I was gonna move some stuff. I'll take my mum to church early. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's so, so we, we need to get to a place where we are, we're, we're, we have, we're actually loving ourselves, you mm. know, and we're loving ourselves openly and happily, you know, like I want to, I want to be able to, to get up, hug you guys, walk out, walk out of here and, and it's nothing, mm. you know, there's, there's no need to pause, you know, like the, there's no need for all of that, you mm. know, but we're, we're not, there's, there's a very few places and it, it's, it's going to sound like the weirdest thing where black men are safe. Mm. Correct. You know, and, and, and if you look at the world, who is like the most dangerous? It's like the black man. Yeah. It's, it's obviously, it's like the guy with the beard or, and then, you know, it, it goes down. Is he, is he wearing athleisure? Like what yeah. type of trainers does he have? They look dusty, but able yeah. to run in. Like what's, what's the danger levels? The darker the black man, the more yeah. dangerous as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, but the darker stores. guys have made a comeback, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah, but, and yeah, but I'm, let's, I, don't, I don't even want to own that shit. Cause, Oh, we, ladies, we, ladies love you guys. Uh, first of all, yellow bones are on the back me, foot me, now. Me, God, <laughs> we're here, okay? Listen, me and you, listen. Yeah? Shade eight and above, yeah? Uh, what we're talking about, yeah? Is we were traumatized, yeah? For our whole development, <sighs> yeah? And then somehow, Morris Chestnut came up with some uh, films. A couple mm. of Tyrese was singing on yeah. the back of a bus. Yeah. A couple of key moments in society happened. And then all of a sudden, it's like, Oh, they're not bad. Listen, yeah, I'm still recovering from those times, bro. There were women that were just like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. They would go, ugh, to you. And you're like, <gasps> my mom never said that to me. Yeah. Like, now you got a process. Like, am I, ugh? Mm. 
And if you didn't have the fly trainers or whatever, you just were, uh. Yeah. And then now they come back at you and they're like, oh, two black strong men. And yeah. you look at them like, hey, bro, listen, I got, I got aggression from before. Yeah. <laughs> Take a seat. Yes. Let me tell you how I feel. <laughs> I'm still not over. <laughs> it wasn't even her as well. It was just like, Susan from 2020 said to me, you're going to deal with this. Then no, I, I I don't know. Like I feel like shadism is a real thing as well because mm-hmm. inherently we're more dangerous, we're more mandingofied as well. Yeah, and it's like I don't think that's even healthy. Mm. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Because you know, what's, you know what really taught me the lesson is that when I found things difficult, what responses were I getting from people? Mm. And then there was this inherent thing of like, you're a man, so. It was yeah, very dismissive. Deal. Suck yeah, up. it was like, and also I felt like, and I, and I, had to sp- I, I spoke to about eight professionals, but I was different skill sets. I was like, psychiatrists, therapists, psychologists, psychotherapists, mediums. I was like, come in to have an understanding of what's going on right now. Mm. I'm raising my hand and being like, something's not right. Mm. And nobody knows what to do. Mm. And if I ask you, to, if I tell you what I need, no one can just do it. Mm. It's always just like, no, 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 what you need to do is like, no, no, yeah. no, I need someone to hold this space for me mm. so I can go to the mountains. Or I don't think I'm doing okay. And they can't listen to you and hear you mm. and love you because immediately there's like this fear. Like if you tall black man are struggling, yeah. what fucking hope do I have? Mm. So it became this whole thing of like, it was a very much like everyone was just like doing this. Yeah. And so I had to go to the mountains on my own. I was like, no, right, I got to actually just like go. So I just Mm. took my stuff and I went. But not everybody has that privilege. Mm. So they have to stay in the environments with that toxicity, Mm. in their families. And smile. With their children and smile and try and get through the days and like respond Mm. passionately about the things that's going on for other people. I don't think it's healthy. I think it's, Mm. I think that's a part of what's killing us. Yeah. Mm. We don't have, where's the act? Where's the last time you saw black men just joyously being? When they're with other black men. With other black men, <laughs> without it being based in sex, yeah. drugs, alcohol. Yeah. I think it was, I saw a retreat, uh, the dope black dad, London. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I think that might have been, like that might have been the last time I saw, I saw anything. It was a like, sick retreat, you know, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I wanna do it here. I'm, I'm gonna come back and we'll do it. We'll probably do it in the winter when it's too cold and no one wants to be outside, but we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. And, and all it is is just like campfires, meditation, Everyone ate mm. veg- vegetarian and vegan. Mm. So there was no meat, there was no alcohol. There was no form of sexual in- interaction of any kind. And we just was being people. Mm. And we went to work. We started working on our purpose. We started working on our, our undeclared and declared commitments. We started talking about our own development. How are we going to invest in ourselves? How do we love ourselves? Like, it was, it was incredible. And everyone left on this real high. It, and I feel like that's what's needed as well. Intentional spaces. The, no. fact, that, the fact that that sounds such like such a... A far out concept is like really heartbreaking. You mm. know, like it's it's it sounds like like a a dream. Mm. It you know like and and we're 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 all up like in the group. The majority of us about um, a lot are in their forties, but we're we're heading towards like the peak of our financial and our. But no one has ever 
gone and done this. No one has ever said, look, yeah. here's a retreat. Yeah. You want to get massages? No, no alcohol. Let's take care of your body. Mm. You know, like it's such a it's such a far out concept that when you talk to anyone about dope like that, mm. they look at you like, what 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 planet are you from? Mm. Yeah. The black men are supposed to be violent. Mm. You know what I mean? We're, we're, you guys are killing us on it on a, on a, every five seconds. Mm. What do you mean you need to get pampered? Mm. And mm. and 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 what that then does is, why would I why would I then stop? You know, why would I change to be better if the world is not made? for the better version of a black man. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- change is harder mm. because it's, it's easier to stay in your toxicity mm. and even be called toxic and even go to jail for your toxicity and, and make money at the same time. That is an easier existence mm. than being honorable. Like living by your values is tough because when you're faced with it, Ooh. like every time, so, that, so I don't know if anyone's actually seen Top Boy, but Top Boy yeah. is basically based on where I grew up. Mm. So the, all of those themes I, are ingrained in me. So every time I watch a fudging uh, episode or a season, at some point I just start crying. Because I like, see, yeah. I can see it. Like there was one scene in this last season where the, the young the young boy, the younger brother, um, he runs, he's, he tries to sell a gun and then they, they pull the gun off him or whatever and he runs out. Yeah. And then they start chasing him and then he hides in this, um, in this, uh, like, it's like a bin or like a, a shed, basically. Mm-hmm. Hides in this shed and he sits there for like 20 minutes. He's ringing his brother, like, please come and get me. And then he comes out and he walks right into them. But then his brother comes and saves him just in that moment. But something like that is similar happened to me when I was like 15. Oh. But I didn't have my brother to call. We haven't had mobile phones. So this is our <laughs> <Yeah. one. laughs> But like something like that similar happened to me. And I sat there and I was like, what would have happened if, I had someone who could come and get me at that moment, like mm. a dad or an uncle or my brother, to just save me just before it got, I didn't try to sell a gun, by the way, I'll be very clear. But like, just, just before it got to being too much too late for my small frame to handle, like my small mind to handle, what if someone saved me at that moment? And I just started crying and I was like, what's happening for me right now? And then I go to my therapist today and I'm talking to her and I'm like, she's like, you'd never talk about your childhood. You talk about what's going on now, but you don't talk about your childhood. And I was like, Shit, I gotta go dig in. Mm. Because these stories, like, every time someone confronts me, like, it's confrontational, mm. I turn into a 16-year-old boy, I ball up my fist, and I'm ready to kill somebody. Yeah. Like, mentally, I have to go to there to protect myself. Because if you didn't protect yourself in those states, there was, like, Stabby McStabby, the road guy, sure. who used to go around stabbing everybody. So if you go into an argument with him, his response was to stab you. If he didn't like, if he liked you a little bit, he might stab you in your leg, which still could be dangerous, by the way. Yeah. But like, but not as, but not as dangerous. Yeah. yeah, but if he really didn't like you, he's coming to stab you in your torso. Yeah. Stabby McStabby is the road guy. And like, I knew that guy existed. And there was like 15 versions of them every day on the way from school to my house or on weekends. So every time in my mind, someone's confronting me, I have to weigh up what is the actual risk versus the perceived risk. The perceived risk is, is that all of you could be stabbing McStabbing. Mm. Mm. The actual risk is you're like, uh, just, you're just a woman y- yelling at me. Yeah. But in my mind, like in my, how it experiences in my body, mm. you're stabbing McStabbing. Mm. This is a trauma response. Mm. Oh. And we're dealing with this on many different ways. And I'm like, where the hell do you go? Like I'm privileged to go therapy. Where do you go to actually even reconcile that? Like, what did you see growing up? Mm. What triggers you? When do you get waves through your body? Mm. What is happening? What are you remembering? When the ears start to burn. Yeah. yeah. And your ears and start you, to burn. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you can feel them moving because you're like, yo. Sometimes yeah. in real, 
you will identify that as masculinity. Where is it? Trauma. You mm. see. <laughs> you see. Don't this. leave him hanging. No, that's on camera now. That was. Edit, edit that. Edit that actually happened. But you raise such a good point. We have this perception, and it goes back to what I was saying about the traffic stop and something happens, and in your mind, this is masculinity, but mm. it's actually a trauma response. Mm. We, we're actually conditioned to respond violently, mm. Mm. and it's a trauma response. But I like what you're what you're saying about, you know, as a younger man, what if you had somebody that you could call in that moment? Mm. You know, so that your frame could handle it. Mm. Now we fast forward. Here's a 40-year-old man. Mm. We're all going through shit. Mm. Every single one of us. Mm. Do you have that someone that you can call and say, "Hey, mm. I'm drowning," mm. and that's 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 what a lot of the, that's the weight mm. that we're talking about, mm. and it's it's heavy. Do you have it? I do. What well, what roles do they play in your life? Who are they? You haven't got to be specific, but like, what type of person? Is it family? Is it friends? Is it work? You know, relationships evolve. So through the pain that I've been through with my brother, you know, our mother was sick. And I really feel like at this point in my life, I say to my wife all the time that I feel the most loved by people around me. Mm. So the most important relationship for me right now is that outside of my wife and my family is that relationship with my brother mm. because we can sit and <clears throat> I can talk to him about finances I can talk to him about my wife I can talk to him about my kids and work and all of these things and he doesn't judge me mm. and I think that's beautiful right mm. where we just talk about it. he doesn't even have to help mm. with some of these things sometimes he can say yeah have you tried this have you tried that and sometimes it's just like hey that's rough I've also been through that and just having that platform mm. just absolutely amazing is he older he is older mm. yeah there's something about that dynamic of him being older that i think my older brother is the same mm. i can call him anytime and do yeah. an hour yeah. two hours yeah. he just listens wow yeah, that's amazing yeah. what about you who does that for you you know funny enough you spoke about marriage maybe and how it was a white organized thing to keep the wealth in the family but now that we used to asking me this i'm thinking me and my wife if we've, we've traveled about Taiwan, we stayed there. Same. We went to Abu Dhabi, we stayed there. And now we're in Joburg, we're from Durban. Mm. But all these places that we've been roving around, it's just been me and her, mm. and the kids. I remember one time we were in Taiwan and we got up into a heated fight. Mm. But we're in Taiwan. Well, <laughs> yeah. It was a difficult one because I learned to talk to her. Mm. I bottled things inside. Mm. Uh, and I, well, I have no choice. I just got to talk to you. And we work through some stuff. And, yo, she's changing me. Mm. And I realized that now that's the power in marriage. Besides mm. the, the hierarchy that has been built in marriages, mm. it it's also can be therapy if you are willing enough. That sounds like such a dope, to her. a dope mm. friendship. <laughs> yeah. Like it's such a, you yeah. know, such a dope relationship. And it, it's not necessarily what we think or we, we've been taught to think marriage should be. You know, Uguti, like, woman, men. You know? Yeah. And you guys do what you do. We meet yeah. at night. Yeah. And then yeah. tomorrow morning, we'll go out. Mm. Because you think about it, you overseas, you need someone to talk to at the end of the day. Mm. And in Taiwan, you speak Mandarin. Mm. Then, yeah, after you've done work, you go home, you at your very angry wife, mm. yeah, just work it out. Mm. Yeah, I was stupid. 
sometimes you have, you have to say I was stupid just to you know, mm. mellow the situation. And then after that, you realize, oh, now it's actually better. We can talk. Mm. Space and time, bro. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, and we got into such a heated fight in one of the rooms. She sees that she's gonna be upset. Oh no, no, no. No, no, no. No, but it's fine. We got into such a heated, you know, argument, and it was just me and her, and it's, you know, these rooms are. And these black, black like bricks. And sure. What do you do? Mm. Okay, just okay, just let it go. Mm. One, one skill that I've learned here yeah, is that you have to lean in yeah. whenever that's going, whenever that's happening. Yeah. Don't pull away and walk out. It's yeah, it's really tempting. It's super easy. Yeah. It's, it's actually the preferable thing because you feel like I, I'm going to... But it's really hard to be loving when you don't feel loved. Mm. But if you can, if you can find a way in that moment, be like, look, we just disagree on these things. And you lean in, give her a hug, kiss on the forehead, I'm going to go for a walk. It's so much better. Than if you just like, ah, I don't, right. and it's really hard to do. It's, it was the hardest thing for me to change. I think one time I fight differently. I threw a plant pot one time, and I was like, I've lost it. Like, and, and you know, it was it was something of a so small. But this is why I say things like triggers are really important because it's not the actual event; it's what the event means. Mm. They mean it's something completely different. If I tell you what it is, you'll be like, what? Mm. And then like I tell you what it means though. Mm. And so basically, it was something small. It was like um. Uh, I came, I came, I was, I came home, and I, I asked the kid if they eat. They had already eaten, but they wanted more of what I was going to order. So I ordered them the food, mm. and I basically ordered basically my meal plus two kids' meals. She didn't want anything, and then it came, and I was upstairs. I came back downstairs, and she had divvied up all the food. So I basically had a kids' portion, <gasps> and I was just like, I don't know what it was. Yet. I know, I know what it is now. But in that moment, I was like, why have you one said you don't want anything, then fast yourself up to open the thing and then then separate it in a way that leaves me with the, with, with the yeah. without the thing, yeah? And it's like I just have a I had a story about like not being important. And so people just overlooking mm. yeah. and doing stuff like doing mo- moderate little things where I'm just not included. And so you're sitting there and I'm like, I'm already, I'm on the outside of the thing that I paid for to, and ordered of my own free will. And they wanted food and they've already eaten. But the way you've seen it is like, my kids are hungry. So you've just overfed them. And then they just, you know, they waste it. Of course, yeah, of course uh, they did. They didn't even The chips it. go cold. Yeah. Of course. And like, you know, the chicken was like half yeah. eaten, two big bites and then it all left there. And you're looking at it and you're like, now nah, I got to eat these half eaten things. <laughs> like, can you just care for the things that I need? Mm-hmm. I, I will take care of myself, but don't impede me taking care of myself mm-hmm. by like, do you know what I mean? And I think there's this like, and when you speak to her, like the, the, what she's doing is, is very valid. Mm. She's taking care of her children yeah. and she should. Mm-hmm. But if, if it comes at the cost of me and I'm not in on it, I wasn't in role. It wasn't like Marvin, how do you want to divide this up? I want to divide it. And then she divided which it up. Which would have made you feel important. Which would have made me feel in- included. <laughs> like and I, and I feel like a lot of dads look outside into their families mm. so it's really interesting I'm only happy when I look outwards into my family so if I'm standing on the outside looking at them I feel happy peaceful like my family are good if I'm sitting at the table with them it feels like chaos to me mm. Mm. 
It just, it, I don't know what it is. I sit there and I'm like, there's too much conversations. What are you saying? What are you saying? Like you got a puzzle in your food. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then like Nina's, my wife is like fixing stuff and getting drinks and stuff. I was like, this feels like chaos. Joe. But if I stand on the outside and the exact same thing is going on, I'm like, oh, that's oh, my family. The way the way you argue is so cute. <laughs> and like, if I'm sitting at that table, it's like, all right, bro, wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. <laughs> like it's real. That's enough. I can't even hear the TV. Right? Yeah, I don't even know what that yeah. is. And I feel like this is why I keep doing the work. I won't give up because for me to be a positive influence in my family, I got to understand what that is. Yeah. And it was only when I started looking after my children by myself individually mm. that it makes sense. Mm. All the stuff before that was, was just, it wasn't working. Sure. It took five years to get that, five and a half years. Mm. So for any man who isn't doing the work, and maybe I'm just uniquely slow, mm. but if any man that's not doing the work won't understand how amazing fatherhood is until you start spending time with them on your own, mm. doing shit, sure. and you know them, and then you got stories together. There was mm. one time, I'm filibustering right now, sorry. There was one time we went to go see a, a game, a team called QPR, they're not a great team, but we went to go see them, I got free tickets. They were doing a friendly, preseason friendly of Man United. And they beat Man United like 5-2 or 5-4 or something. So we're sitting in the QPR crowd and then like the, the crowd are like singing. They're happy because they're chanting all the QPR songs. My children are picking up these songs and then they go home and then they're like in the back of the taxi, like half asleep, like, Wee. <laughs> and they're just singing this, the same melody throughout the whole thing, yeah? So we go home and my son's like, QPR's my new favorite team, you know? Oh, wow. wow. And, it's, and, then, and then they both go, oh yeah. And the ocean's like, ooh, And so I'm saying this is my individual memory that I created with them. Mm, yeah. And then they're, they're bringing it into the present as in like, that was a great time. Yes. Mm. That little, which is so nothing by the way, because yeah. by the way, Nina takes them out all the time yeah. to do a hundred things. Yeah. I take them out less, but when I take them out, I try to go big. Like, boom. And yeah. so that experience for me was like, oh my God, I'm a, I'm a dad. Like I'm sitting there like, I'm, mm. I'm a dad, I'm talking. <laughs> But then yeah. that's five years late. Mm. So the whole game has just been slow. And I think the answer to masculinity is in our children. If you don't have children, it's just going to be inside yourself. Mm. Mm. The idea of like, it's going to be in the world or a woman. We look for safety in women way too much. Mm. I think that's sure. where the toxicity yeah. comes in. Yeah. Sure. We believe that they're going to be our new moms. They're going to love us unconditionally because our moms didn't love us unconditionally because they had our dads to deal with mm. or not to deal with, mm. or they had four children and they had, you know, the world. You know, your mom probably was fully in apartheid, so it's a completely different yeah. experience she was in. Yeah. That's what your mom was in. And we were like, well, I wanted more of my mom. I wanted a better mom. I wanted a loving mom. So we tried to recreate that in our wives, in our partners. And mm. they can never hold that space. Never. Of course yeah. not. And they shouldn't actually really hold that mm. space. So then I'm like, I want my wife to love me like this. Mm. And when she doesn't, I'm like, I don't get what. So, so you don't love me at all? Yo. Wow. It's like I'm speaking. <laughs> <laughs> like it threw the baby out of the bathwater, yeah. It's a lot, man. So yeah, my 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 view is is that like something is wrong in masculinity, and I know the answer is either in your children or in yourself. And I know that we need more spaces for us to be able to say this, and you'd be like, oh, even the validation of you being like, yeah, shit, I, I went through that, mm. is is warming for me because sometimes. I go through these experiences and I look around and nobody's around to have this conversation with mm. in this way. Mm. And so therefore you feel like, is it just me? Mm. Am I just a terrible dad? Like I created dope black dads and I'm like the worst dad ever. How is that possible? <laughs> I want this though. So I'm chasing yeah. this thing, yeah. but it's not landing. And it only landed a year. Dope black dads have been running for four years. I've been a dad for six years. 
Mm. It just landed in the last 12 months. How important I am. Not just to like provide, but me to each of them individually. Mm. Mm. Just landed. So it's it's mm. not it's not light work. And I, and I hate when people trivialize it. It really mm. annoys me. I know. Instagram with the codables. Mm. Are you doing the work? <laughs> what is the work? Yeah, it's, I was going to say chakrahans, but I won't offend you. <laughs> so, so what of masculinity, because we're talking about the weight, right? Mm. What of masculinity do you think you need to put down? Because I, I would definitely say, you know, expectations. Mm. It's heavy on the heart. It's heavy on the mind. Yeah. People's I, expectations. That is I can't be vulnerable. Mm. Mm. So that's if you if I could be vulnerable, I know that I would I would I would achieve so many things, mm. especially after having this conversation and mm. hearing what you guys have to share. Vulnerability, like being being able to walk at home, come in at home and say, hey, I'm not okay. That, mm. that one spoke to me like that and made me want to cry. Mm. And made me feel like I'm not good enough. Mm. You know, it's difficult to say. Sure, as a man, it's true. I, I, I hear you with the vulnerability. Um, I think in the last, in the last four years, I, I went through a phase where I, in in my mind, I had everything, and I went and I, I, I almost lost everything, right? Yeah. And this is relationship. This is best friends. This is money. And in the last four years, I haven't cried as much as I did in the other thirty-five years, mm. and. And I, I, I walk around feeling so powerful, you know, like I feel because there's nothing you can say to me that could, that could change anything about my life. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing on earth. So so when when I when I start crying, the first couple of years, I was like, you know, like, you're a thug. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> keep, it, keep it together. No. And then, and then I realized like the, the, the more I was comfortable in silence and in... in um, in my own space and actually crying and expressing and saying that actually, as you were saying earlier, this actually, this, there's, a, there's a feeling in that makes this feel, this experience bad. Mm. And I'm going to tell you about it. Mm. I, I then realized, wow, imagine if I walked through life like this from the beginning. Oh. Imagine if it didn't take me yeah. two, three decades to see my dad cry. Yeah. You know, and he cried mm. only at my at my grandfather's funeral and at mm. my grandma. Imagine if it was it was encouraged to cry. Where would we be as black men? Mm. And, and and that's where that's that's what I'm 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 thinking. Like if if we're on on the group or dope like dads, we need to be able to have crying sessions. You know, we need mm. to be like yo guys, there's a there's a hug hug party happening at Black Brick. Come through now, fam. Bro, we, we have you know? to shut down Black Brick, bro. So I think all men need it. <laughs> yeah. And 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 when 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 you've seen a, a a grown man cry, you've seen like you then realize he 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 might be crying because of a certain occasion, but those tears aren't today's tears. Mm-hmm. You know. They're like from and and then you're like, but yeah. why aren't you crying? <laughs> what 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 is going to be taken away from you if you cry? Like mm-hmm. if the world doesn't meet your ego first and then meet your heart like mm. what what would possibly change sure. mm. you know so I, I i always think about that and and i walk around like my friend of mine says you walk around like you've got a million dollars like this and you've got no problem and i'm like because no problem actually matters mm. you know what i mean like That's I, like right now this is the only place i'd rather be in the whole time mm. yes sir. and and if and if you're present 
then tomorrow's issues are not going to stress you. Mm. And if tomorrow's mm. issues don't stress you, by the time you get tomorrow, those issues are actually nothing. You know, sure. you know when you're in your head so much and, mm. and things seem like they're the biggest things until you actually get to the point you're like, yeah. Yeah. But also when you've been to the mountain, mm. the mountain is also where the trauma actually happens. And it's then when you go heal yourself. <laughs> but like when you go to those spaces and it's happening for you right now and it's violent and it's visceral and it's coming from your friends, your family, it's coming financially, it's coming like every single part of the world is just attacking you. And you come to the other side, you then become unstoppable in a new way. Mm. And I feel I remember when I did my Vipassana. I cried when I went in, I, was gonna, I rang my mom, I was like, I had the idea of being in silence, no writing, no music, no talking, no nothing, just sitting here with myself, meditating 11 hours a day is my greatest fear because my brain has never been still. Mm. Every time I get an inch of space in my, in my brain or my energy, I fill it with shit. Yeah. So to sit there and have nothing, just pure white space in my day, I was like, mom, I'm really worried. I'm going to do it, but just know that when I come out, I, I'm ringing you and I'm, I, I may need a hug or something. Mm. So then I'm in there for 11 days silent and it's just, it's the most, I'm hallucinating. Like my, I'm having projections. My brain is powerful. It's telling me things that I know aren't true. And then like I rang home one time to try and arrange to get home straight away. So I, had, I was at the end of my 90 days and I needed to leave. And so I rang the kids and I rang Nina and then immediately my thoughts changed. All this positivity, this love. All this, all this warm, just energies coming out, and I was vibrating, and I was like, mm. so then I realized how much what I do in a day shapes my thinking. Yeah, the practices, the tiny little things. So, and then I wrote one time. So I, was, I took a pen from the reception, you know, I meant to write, and I wrote just a list of things that I really wanted to remember, and all of those things became really strong visuals for me. Mm. They started taking over my thoughts, and so the lovingness went away. And it all became about these things that I wanted to tackle, people I needed to talk to. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I don't realize how much that little thing, like just writing it, changed how my brain works, my mind works. And so all of that was huge. But I, I, my, my, my point to you was it's just like, you know, when the discipline of your behavior impacts everything that's going on, your diet, your sleep, who you talk to, how you talk to them. So every time you have an adverse reaction, whether it's too much sugar, not enough sleep, you talk to someone with too much venom, all of that impacts on how you behave and how you speak and how you think. And then when I realized those things, I just created real boundaries mm. with everything mm. and real discipline. And there's nothing to do with no one. Mm. There is not one individual person that is accountable for the story other than my lack of boundaries historically. Mm. Mm. Everyone come through, everyone come to my house, mm. everyone come and join my thing. Everyone come and do this. Like, it's cool, man. You just know, do the best you can, blah, 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 blah. Super open and relaxed. And then when things are going wrong, like, everyone was just like, mm. it's your thing. It's your yeah. thing. Yeah, you do it. So then when I realized that, like, that's not a workable way of existing, it then brought me a lot of peace. Mm. And, and and now that I've discovered it, post for Pasana, you actually, like, I refuse to do anything that disturbs my peace. Mm. I'm so violent with it. And I feel like if someone's invading in that, I become very strict and very directional. And it's, and it's become an important shift mm. because I actually matter. That's mm. the core of it. Mm. Like I'm worth preserving. Mm. <laughs> I'm yes. worth the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I would have viewed that before this as being selfish because mm. there's so many people that you need to take care of. Mm. Why, why, why do you think you matter so much? Mm. 
But what I realized is that my presence is is the thing. Yeah. So historically, like, and, and so I've, I, I've done well in advertising, I've done well in a work environment for years. And I always felt like I needed to do something practical, almost performative to prove that mm. I've done these things and it's worked. But then what I didn't realize is my actual being there is it. Mm. Like standing in the room at C-suite level at one of the largest ad networks in, in the world or whatever is enough. Mm. I don't then need to sit there and like do coaching courses on Monday to Thursday and mm. like go feed children and go like all that performative extra stuff was depleting me. Mm. Mm. And whereas like the signal of me being there, it's like the Obama effect. Obama didn't need to change the whole world for every black person. He just needed to stand there in the highest office in the most powerful nation in the world, get there, and people will make their own interpretations as to what that means for them. But everybody gets a lift from that. Mm. Yeah. Michael Jordan, we yeah. all get a lift. Jay-Z, we all get a lift. Black coffee. Oh yeah, black coffee, we all get a lift yeah. from just knowing that yeah. it's possible. Do it. I'll do it my own way, but it's possible now. Mm. So I realized that actually I got to preserve myself because I'd already done the thing that I was trying to do mm. by just standing there. And then it just brought me, like the silence that came after that, I was no longer performing. I wasn't acting anything. I was mm. just being and mm. being better at my job. Like just taking on more, you know, now I create things for people and no one will have a clue to things that I'm working on. Mm. It doesn't matter. Yeah, mm. and it shouldn't matter. Yeah. yeah, the conditions for blackness in the UK, I know I add value to it every day. I know for a fact. I know what I do for all other intersections. I leave no air for when black, queer, um, women are being impacted, the same people are being impacted. I, I have a clear voice and a clear way of being and I know I create conditions for that to be improved. So in that, I can, I'm at peace. Mm. I haven't got to sell that at what I'm doing. Mm. So you say the core of that is try to take away everything that disturbs that piece. Yeah, just being it. Being the dopest version of you mm. is enough. There is no act that supports that. Some some of the techniques that when you... When you re- I do one task a day. Mm-hmm. So this today I had to draft a, a, a contract. And that was the only task I needed to do. Everything else is a bonus. Mm. So right now, like this is this is extra. Mm. But I'm, and that's why there's no there's no obligation. Mm. There's no one needs. I'm just here because I'm happy to be here. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. if whenever we 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 equate success, we equate success with with how capitalism says it. Mm. How many hours are you sitting on your desk and how, the output? Mm. Mm. But if if and this started just before lockdown, I used to. Be, I used to think, what am I going to do? Like, I've done all these things in the morning. I wake up early. What am I? What? And I was like, no, but what if your day actually ends at nine because you've been up since five? Like, yeah. okay. And and that alone, you you start. You, I I used to think the world's going to catch up and say you're unproductive. You're yeah. not this. Your potential. You could have done this. We took you. But they're like, oh, what's happened to you? I'm like, all I've done is prioritize myself. Mm. I I on Mondays you'd be lucky to get a meeting with me, mm. you know, because like Mondays is my day. Mm. You know, Mondays, you, you catch me at the spa on Mondays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and because there's only so much of you to give. Yeah. So you have to literally keep that mm. and, and preserve it as long as you can. You have mm. to ration it. You have to yeah. ration it. <laughs> but, and, and if you ration it at the, at the, at the highest vibration, it, 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 will, it will translate further. Mm. So if you if you if I give you my time and it's not going to be quality time because I'm tired or I'm I'm depleted myself, the experience you have you'll go tell ten people. Mm. 
That is like, oh, I met Marvin. It's like, yeah, knew that. Like, what's this? He was, he was tired and he was falling asleep. He was rude. Yeah. Kaya Whereas, left the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. While, while I'm sitting there being like, I gave I gave you my final 15 minutes of energy. <laughs> I now have a story about it. You're like, I didn't have a great experience. So as far as I said, you could have kept it. So I, I'm now the arbiter of that. I tell you I'm keeping it and I'm not giving it out. And so I'll catch you. So I kicked so much things down the line and more things just happen by, natural, by nature. Like you just run into someone and you are able to give them the best version of yourself rather than just like keep going. Mm. So it's, it's a real balancing act. And, and by the way, there's no final answer. Mm. All of these things are invitations to stuff that work for me. You will find your own version. But the, the one thing it starts off by saying is like, I'm not committing to any of the concepts that I'm predefined to be. Like, yes, I am so proud of being black. I love blackness, but don't make me a black man. And that means something to you. And then everything, everyone just turns off the TV. Oh, there's a black man coming. That's it. Yeah. No, no, no. Marvin's coming. I have nuance. I have different things going on. It may not even be the experience you think I am. So do not make that me. And, and that was the first thing that really freed me from it all. My guys, thank you. That was dope. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. So. Um, this has been the uh, Dog Like That podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us and comment under the section beneath. Make sure you share it with your friends and your WhatsApp groups that you talk about conspiracy theories and send all of those things in there. And if you do not like any of the views that you have heard in this podcast, blame them. Oh, wow. Do not contact oh. me. <laughs> We're going to say we don't care. No, no, no. I don't care. To I care, but don't call me, call them. <laughs> <laughs> Dope Black Podcast.